Oh man, you know what I hate? I hate when someone asks you a simple question, you answer them, and then in order for them to find out the answer, and like you answer them in a way where it's like, uh, I don't know, you know, or I, I'm not aware of whatever it is that you're asking. And just simply, they can themselves go and check because they want to know, and then they choose not to, as if they could not be bothered, <laughs> as if by all means, nah. Saying something like, uh, hey, do we have anything in the fridge that, uh, you know, do we have anything in the fridge to drink, you know, that, can, that we're trying to keep cool and go, and I, and, I, and I go, I don't know. And then they walk right past the refrigerator while I'm doing something else in the kitchen and they just couldn't give two shits. I, I just, I hate shit like that. All right, let's get back to the actual episode, shall we? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame. And this episode is just going to be talking about, I was going to say relationships, but more so, pers- more personal than that, friendships. Um, or or the, the beauty of discussion with friendship, healthy discussions with friendships. Now, there's a multitude of people out there who essentially have friends, and then it could just be one subject, one topic, one moment that happened in life that just makes them cut all ties with that person. Um, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I truly am, because I've actually been in those situations before. It's horrible when that happens, that someone is not willing to just essentially understand that, hey, we just differ on two, on this subject, we differ. Um, Neither of us is going to change the other one's um, interpretation is going to change the other one's minds. Is going to make us think any differently, but we, if we just come to that agreement that hey, you think the way you think, I think the way I think, and we just refrain from bringing this topic up ever again, then you can go on with your lives, and you know it can still be cool. But there are a lot of people who are unwilling to do that, you know. And it's like in in serious case scenarios, you know, you don't want a scenario, scenario, and I say either, <laughs> in, in those serious cases, you know, where it's like the thing that you're, that that person's mindset is, is something that you see, that you see is just detrimental or dangerous, you know, and it was like, like, I can't believe you think this way, like, that's insane, and then like, they just, just, like, it's something that you just will not be a part of, um, you know, because now, since all of a sudden you found out that they're thinking this way, it's starting to become far more apparent. It's starting to show more things about that nature to you, which otherwise you would just kind of, you're not condoning and you just want to stay away from. But they're constantly bringing it present to you. Yeah, like that's that's bad. You should get away from those relationships. Um, but essentially, I'm more so personally going into how I am with my friends. Um, I recently did a podcast with my buddies, uh, Jamin and Kevin, um, frequent people who appear on my podcast. We have our own podcast that we all do together. Um, hell, we're all in business together. These, these, these guys are my homies. I've known them since college. Um, they're my friends, you know. Uh, and in, in the realization of, like, speaking with them about different things like we always do, we get together, we talk, we laugh, we discuss business, and then we go home. You know, we, we, we damn near do a thing where like at least one, um, like damn near once a week we meet up or even more than that to just hang out and shoot the shit, you know, like because we're fucking friends. Um, and 
And in doing so, you know, you come to understand and know things about each other. And it's like, yeah, with, with most people, and like I've gotten this with a lot of my other friends as well. And it's like, hey, yeah, you know, there's things you do, and there's things I do, there's things you think of, there's things I think of. You might agree, we might disagree, but we're still friends, blah, blah, blah. And I, I mean, I, I say this with the notion of like, both Jamin and Kevin believe that The Last of Us 2 is a good game. Right, so... You understand exactly where I'm coming from with this standpoint, but it's not like that information was something that was like, oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> like They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And for me and for a lot of people, Last of Us 2 is a shit show of a game. It is a like I consider it a bad game. I consider it a bad narrative um, and a betrayal of the overall original story to reach some ridiculous political nonsense and as well to try and force you to feel a certain way through every trick in the book you know of just trying to make someone feel depressed sad and get angry or to get the notion of revenge is bad um scrambled into your brain and i can't stand that but those two saw the game and they thought it was okay it's good it was actually it was pretty good now this comes with what it, like you know what exactly am I talking about? What am I trying to get into? Well, realistically, what I'm trying to get into is to say that I don't believe that it's necessary to ruin friendships over such ridiculous or small, meaningless things. You know, it's like I can convince them all day long that it's that Last of Us Two was bad. I can say it as much as I want, but it won't convince them because they saw it, they liked what they liked, they went on. You know, and as like, I saw it, I didn't like it, I went on. And that's just how I had to, to settle that. I'm more so bringing this up in the wake of finding out so many horrible things that's going on within the, the Twitterverse and people canceling others and just constantly so many things getting uh, misunderstood or people saying the wrong thing and immediately getting turned on by people who they're close with or other people who essentially only knew people on face value. And then as soon as they got to understand them even um, on a deeper level, then it was just something that they just could not be bothered with. And I, and I feel that that's, that's wrong. That's sad. Now, these are guys that I've known for fucking decades, you know? So it's not like one conversation is going to make us just be like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> like, we kind of all know where we stand and whatnot. But at the same token, it was like I reel back in my groundings for, you know, it's like I'm not going to sit there and just even between the three of us, you know, I go, I'm the minority in this group because two of you guys like the story. But these same two guys also know good story. They've seen movies and they understand what's shit and what's good. You know, and I was like, I trust their criticism when it comes to a lot of uh, story elements or even when we're um, writing and creating stories, their editing process and being like to know exactly when I need to tone down my shit because we all know I can go on the tangent all day long. So I, I'm prone to doing things on my own or having my own thoughts um hell for our comic carpet you know it's really a light-hearted comic but i have a darker tone in a lot of my writing um so it's like it's one of those things where it's like i trust them to lighten that shit up and it's like i find this funny it's kind of dark is there a way we can make the joke like the punchline be the same but the context of the joke not as dark and i trust them to help me with that and you know, because again, my buddies. 
But at the same time, I'm also able to understand that, you know, I have some points that I can rear back on for them in the sense of like, uh, much like with Last of Us 2 example, again, um, both of them don't play games. <laughs> they do not play video games. Kevin is someone who avidly buys video games and he has shit wrapped in plastic that he'll never open. I play games a lot. Um, sometimes I play games and I just get utterly bored with the game. So then I just refuse to play it ever again. Um, I haven't beat um, Persona 5. I have the original Persona 5. Hell, I have a fucking steelbook copy of Persona 5. I love Persona 3. That's one of my favorite RPGs that I've ever played. Um, I have the FES version for PlayStation 2. Um, I've replayed that game like over, like, I don't like, about four times. Um, from start to finish, four times. Uh, that, that's how much I like Persona 3. Played Persona 5, and I was like, yeah, this is cool, this is cool, and I just lost interest. <laughs> and I didn't say it was bad or anything. I just lost interest. I was like, eh, whatever. But it's like, that's, that's how I am when it comes to video games. Also, my way of approaching video games is somewhat meticulous. Um, I'm not someone who buys video games as soon as they come out. I wait. We're now in an age where developers cut corners, and they sometimes wait after the launch date to patch shit, which, uh, I mean, take Cyberpunk 2077, for instance. Hell, take Witcher 3, for instance. When that thing came out, it was a buggy mess. I bought it when, after all the DLCs came out and they were, like, sold in the collection, and I bought that bad boy, and I got all of that shit for damn near less than half of what someone else paid who got it on launch and then as well paid full price for the DLC. So I didn't even pay for DLC, and then I paid way less than what the actual game was originally worth but i got all the content as well as all the bugs and the bugs and stuff patched up to where i got to get in the game immerse myself in the game and enjoy the hell out of it and love it and you know i'm not the same as the people who saw it from the beginning it's like yeah witcher 3 was shit and it's like now it's fixed but at the time i lost interest in it that's the that's the kind of gamer i am and that stems back from basically not having money but wanting to play games. And it's like, hey, you want to play it now and waste 60 or you want to play it later and not play, um, pay 20? <laughs> it's like, I, I can wait. I have nothing, nothing but time. Time is on my side. So, you know, and it's like, so with that, that helps, that lets me further uh, concrete my, uh, my standpoints when it comes to like our different viewpoints and games and uh, things of that nature, because it's like, it's like, I know, you know, you might, they might not be as knowledgeable or as into a certain subject or a certain topic as I am. Hell, I believe both of them haven't played or looked at anything for the first Last of Us game, which also would impede a lot of the critical um, negative aspects of Last of Us Part 2, as well as they aren't that big into the um, video game industry uh as a whole or like information that comes out of it as much as I am. Um, Cause it's like, I'm constantly looking up news and talking about that shit. You, you guys kind of know, I mean, I really only review movies, but yeah, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm constantly knowing about that information is something that I've always been passionate about. So I, I keep up to date with a lot of video game news and stuff like that. So I understood about the whole Neil Druckmann, the leaks. I didn't look at any of the leaks, but I understood about the whole Neil Druckmann and the, the SJW crap and the crazy feminist wave that's trying to sweep over video games themselves and it's kind of ruining the industry. Um, and it's like, I was aware of all of that before the game even dropped. 
And then when the game dropped and seeing that all of that shit came to light and that's exactly what it was and it wasn't anything that was impressive, but just so more so just uh, waving a finger at the player and just trying to make them feel like shit while playing the game. Yeah, I was remiss to go, I don't like this. While they watched playthroughs, and upon looking upon playthroughs, they concluded that the game was thus. And what I'm trying to get at is that there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> as much as that might, you know, it it's like a damn, like you, you kind of don't get where I'm coming from. But at the same point, I'm not getting where you're coming from. I, I can't possibly discern or um, dictate your tastes because those are your tastes. Um, and that's just that's just how that is. But what I'm equating is the fact that this hasn't ruined our friendship. This is something that I think about, you know, and it was like, but it hasn't ruined our friendship. Literally, um, if you look at it, it's like a podcast I did a while ago that was talking about um, uh, what like was happening with the superhero genre. Um, look at that episode. It's it's on Anchor. Um, we did, that was with featuring them, they're on there, but in the aftermath of, uh, that podcast, um, we was just talking like we normally do and, um, or basically before that podcast happened. Yeah. We were just talking and everything. And, uh, so one of the conversations that brought, um, that happened is that we were just discussing things in history and whatnot. And I brought up Alexander the Great. Now I know a lot of history and information about Alexander the Great. He's one of my favorite conquerors. When going through history class, I love the timeline in which Alexander the Great was around and the things that he did. And so, you know, it just got to a point where it's like I said some information about him that I firmly believe and hold truthful as I looked up information about it, and then one of them disagreed. And you know, and it was like, and and immediately it was one of the things where I was like, my brain immediately told me because of how passionate I am for my love, Alexander the Great, um, and inspiration that I get from him from, uh, for a lot of things that I've done or made up or created and everything like that. I just immediately, uh, you know, it, it just came to a sense where I was like, I understand why you said what you said, but I believe you're wholeheartedly wrong, period. <laughs> and then I was like, and that, and that essentially was the end of that notion of the conversation. But what we were talking about went on, like we just kept going, you know, and I was still, I got my point across, they said what they said, and we just kept talking and kept talking. And I have no other choice but to look at our relationship that I have, that well, the relationship that I have with my friends and look at it and go that there can't possibly be something about this that is toxic, negative, or horrible. My, the reason I'm doing this right now is essentially to just let out the fact that I don't agree with a lot of the social etiquettes that's being distilled into people, especially children today, as dictating and saying that they have to think a certain way, talk a certain way, or do a certain thing in order to fit whatever narrative their parents hold truthful or that society itself holds truthful in order for them to be able to function as living human beings. While it's totally okay to have different opinions, it's totally fine to be... Um, to, to like different things you know i i've had friends who meticulously guy friends who meticulously grew up watching sailor moon and knew way more about it than i would have felt comfortable with knowing as a kid but honestly i understood the fact that sailor moon was a show that i also watched i just didn't retain any of the information as much as i did say dragon ball z at the time, because I was more interested in Dragon Ball Z, but I watched both cartoons simultaneously. 
You see what I'm saying? So when they spoke about it, I understood who they were talking about, what they were talking about, but I just wasn't as into it as they were. And this didn't make me look at them and go, you know, how, how dare you watch a girl show or anything like that, or Sailor Moon was for girls or whatnot. And it's like, I understood. The reason we're friends in the first fucking place is that we have some type of fucking connection. So why is it that that it's just, it's now becoming so hard or it's like so difficult to see people accept this turn of phrase, well, turn of phrase, I guess is a wrong thing to say here, but, but to accept this uh, concept of just, you know, there's no possible way everyone, you're going to be able to please everyone, you know, and it was like, and you honestly should see your friendship superseding any type of ideal that you have about life, period. Because you know this person is a good person. You know they're an amazing person. They're great. They they have good. They have you know what if they like they have kids. They treat their kids well. You you know their wives and their family. You know things like that. But you guys stop talking because he roots for one football team and you root for the other. You you see how fucking ridiculous of that. Or you could just make light of that competitive nature, and possibly hang out. Um, like crazy whenever um those teams have to play against each other for some fun um friendly competitive uh competitive damn the kids outside are going fucking crazy but some uh fun competitive little back and forth with each other at somebody's house where you can yell like crazy and it's like oh yeah i told you he got the best defense you know i've seen that shit happen so many times growing up with different uh people in my life where it's like oh this is a guy that's a friend of like my uncle like i look like my uncle had a friend of his who would only come over to watch football games. So I basically like for like for a part like for for a certain amount of months throughout the entire year, I would never see this dude whenever I was over at my uncle's house. Like I would go there like every weekend when I was little and stuff like that. And so I would never see him, but then it was like when football season would come around, this dude was over every weekend all the time. They was just shoot the shit and talk and then one day I like asked my uncle and I was like, why are you guys, I was like, why does he only come to watch football? And he was like, well, that's why we friends. And it was like, he is a huge fan of the Chicago Bears. And I was in Chicago at the time, when I was growing up. And my uncle's a huge fan of the Chicago Bears. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, all right. So and it was like, and then both of them just, they just shoot the shit, talking about the Bears. And he was like, and every once in a while, you know, we might talk about other things and things like that or bring up stuff that, um happen politically that affects football or essentially things that the football players themselves do um that that they would bring up in discussion and whatnot but that that was the the gist of their friendship and and it was a strong friendship because there'd be multiple times where i've seen my uncle call him up or he would call my uncle ask for a favor and bam like he got him they've known each other for years but it's like as far as you can tell the only thing that they did was just watch football together but it's like they had a very solid and good friendship, in my in my opinion. And I just, I would hate to, essentially when I have kids, because I do plan on having kids, for them to grow up in a world where something like that would be considered um, not, not good or toxic or something that is, like, essentially uh, something that someone can easily topple over, like they're saying, like, this was built on a bed of sand rather than built with brick. 
And I don't believe that you can say that about anything. It's like as long as a relationship happens, it was built on, it, you know, it was built on something. But the fact that it was built is a testament to what it represents, how long it stands and holds up. You know, that's a testament to the people who are willing to protect it. Something might be built on a bed of sand, but goddammit, you can make a moat to stop some water from rising. And it was like the water might rise, um, the water might keep rising. Okay, well, what if you just pick up the entire sandcastle? Or what if you're willing to knock the sandcastle over, move somewhere else, and build it back all up over, over again? And it was like, you you know how to make the sandcastle. You know what it what it takes to, to develop it. And you're not going to lose out anything once it gets destroyed because that's not what truly it represents. Like, what if what you truly care about is the fact that you spent time with someone else to build said sandcastle, not the fact that the sandcastle itself has to stay up? Hey, hey boy, I'm going crazy with these analogies. But that's, that's essentially all I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to get off my chest the fact that I just, I'm someone who condones the, the nature of just, you know, having... Being friends with people who are who don't think the same as you and who like who essentially have the same interests, have the same likes, have the same dislikes, but but don't think the same as you is perfectly normal and totally doable and something that everyone should strive for in life. Because if not, then you would just be friends with yourself. And how fucking boring would that be? All right, that's it. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, I'm Daniel the Flame. This has been another episode of Fun with Flame. There's always good people. Hope you have fun.